Welcome to the Bavada at Odds podcast. I'm your host, Seth Everett, the head odds maker at BavadaSportsbook.com. This is our buddy Patrick Morrow. He is uh, the gallivanter of them all. Uh, he's decided that each week in the month of May and June, he's going to do the podcast from a different location. Well, Seth, I just like to keep folks guessing. And uh, after, you know, after after two years. The Dick um, Cheney of uh, podcasting. <laughs> well, of sports no. gambling. You know what? After uh, two plus years of COVID and various restrictions, whether it's Canada, U.S., or elsewhere, I just figure, well, the getting's good. I'm going anywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, you know, I'm making up for lost time and then some. Uh, hey, last... uh, you know, yeah. you have been a massive supporter of my teams over the years that we've been doing this show. Um, mm-hmm. I have been a massive supporter of yours. Uh, your Toronto Maple Leafs uh, could not get out of a series again. Uh, this is 10 straight series. They have, uh, not, not, not one. And first of all, so, you know, from, from my, my crew to you, you know, we were pulling for your make-believes. Um, (laughs) I will say, you know, Tavares is not getting any younger and you have one of the best players in the game. Uh, you have to start to get a return on that investment. Like you have these stars, uh, they need to start winning. Um, I, I know it's been said before, I don't think I'm, I'm saying anything uh, that hasn't been said already, but uh, when you have those stars, you have to have the success to have them and not have that kind of success. Austin Matthews looked like he not, he wasn't dejected. He looked like he wanted to punch a wall. Um, he was really angry. What's your, uh, what's your take there on your, on your make-believes? Well, Seth, it was, uh, you know, after, 10 uh, of these, as you noted. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to say you come to expect this a little bit, but you also, uh, it really reinforces that. And l- listen, we went over the futures odds uh, on this podcast, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago when the playoffs started. And it really reinforced just how difficult it is to win the Stanley Cup. Um, you know, the leaps were right up there, but, uh, you know, Tampa has, you know, they are the defending champs two years running now. They are a great team. Um, I, I don't look at that seven game series and uh, say, oh, you know what, we if only we did this, if only we did that, you know, maybe if there wasn't an interference call, that was basically a two goal swing. I don't know. Uh, it's 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 very difficult. It's uh, I, I know having spoken to friends and family uh, in, I guess, the 24 hours since. Uh, They're taking it a lot worse than I am. Maybe it's because I have a province of separation between how crazy it can get in Toronto. No crazier than the people that are standing outside and gathering together in muggy weather and paying as if they're inside the game for food and beverage. But that's a whole other thing. It's uh, As to the team and its future, I, I hope they run it back. I, I know it's difficult. Salary cap is problematic. Players are getting older. Um, there is this pressure to win, but I, I look at their, some of their parts and I don't really see a team that's very far away from it. They just, again, ran into a team in Tampa Bay that is defending champs that are playing really good hockey. And as we know in hockey, Seth, sometimes the bounces just don't go your way. Yeah. I, I mean, it was a phenomenal series. Um, I'll tell you, I watched, virtually all of it <laughs> i saw uh almost every game or every every minute of every game i saw at least a chunk of every game um just what can you say i mean the, the whole argument in hockey you know ovechkin's run is cemented by the championship you know mm. what i'm saying like 
whatever yep. he whatever accolades he gets personally doesn't matter. He has the championship, and your image of Alex Ovechkin is partying with that Stanley Cup. You know what I mean? Like you have that image, and you need that for Matthews. Like you to have this all-world player and not win. Now I'm not saying they have to win the Stanley Cup, but you want to win a Stanley Cup while he's there. And he has a chance to become a Toronto icon. Yes. If that happens. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. And uh, yeah, I do remember Ovechkin's party. I can't remember how many days it went for and how many city tours there was, but uh, you know, his winning the Stanley cup. Uh, I've never seen a player enjoy it that much. And for that long after the fact, I do want that for a player like Austin Matthews coming off a season with 60 plus goals. It's uh the team is good. The fans are really good. They're patient. Um, it, it, it's difficult. Uh, each, each year, disappointment kind of bites us a little bit differently. And this year, her, you know, last year was terrible against the Habs. There, there, there's no way to sugarcoat the way we blew that one. That was embarrassing. That was, you know, playoff yips. That was a choke, whatever you want to call it. This year just hurt because it felt like we were so much closer. It felt like we this was this was probably the best Leafs team maybe in my life, Seth. And there's been teams in my life that have gone fought, uh, further. Uh, 93, we got all the way to the conference finals. Um, listen, it, it's a very difficult, very, very difficult uh, trophy to win. And uh, I'm just glad that I was able to get something yesterday with Liverpool winning the FA Cup. So, you know, I'll, listen, that's sports. It gives, it takes, uh, and sometimes uh, you have to take the good with the bad. Yeah, there's no secret about it. And, you know, hopefully, you know, when, when we look at uh, this, like I said, you know, we're paying particular attention. This is your team. Uh, I just want you to know that, you know, if if we're doing this podcast and the Devils make the playoffs, we're doing whole episodes on. It. Well, when that day comes, Seth, <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, a couple but if of years Jack from Hughes now, goes 10 series and doesn't, okay. you know, and doesn't win around. There's a problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen. At a certain point, you're you're certainly defying. And Austin the- Matthews hasn't been there for all ten. Don't don't get me wrong, but no. this 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 stigma about the franchise is starting to play. It it is. Uh, I think um, I I still do think uh, that's more narrative than reality. But like you said, your your results are who you are, and unfortunately for the Leafs, uh, they're a team that once again came up short. In an elimination game, uh, in a winner-take-all game for the fifth year in a row, and uh, it's however I try and paint it in the most positive light. It's it's still a, a tough one for fans like us to stomach. But uh, uh, again, uh, just fortunate—not just with the Leafs though, uh, just how good the playoff hockey has been so far. You know, you talked about the Capitals; they took the Panthers, uh, you know, to multiple overtimes. They could have swung that series and won it. Uh, you know, Calgary, Dallas went all the way to seven games. Uh, Boston, Carolina went seven games. The hockey, yeah, Edmonton, uh, LA, McDavid's winning goal on Saturday night. Seth, we, it, we have been spoiled. So as much as I can lament, uh, you know, my Leafs doing what they do, uh, I, I again, just as I, as I get older, I don't know, I find I become just more of a, a generic fan a little bit. And maybe, maybe I'm hedging my bets a little bit here. But I, I just I continue to be so grateful that we're at this point of the year where it's playoff hockey, it's playoff hoops. The Premier League title in soccer is going to come down to that final Saturday. Um, it, it's incredible. It's, it's a bittersweet time of the year, but this is where sports makes us care as much as it does. 
yeah, uh, it, it's the best. I mean, it, it, it's as good as it is. And, uh, it, it, you know, the, the I, I don't want to get into this whole debate again. Uh, just listen to a prior episode of the podcast. I, I promise you the NHL playoffs are so much better than the NBA playoffs. <laughs> it is not even close. It's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, and with that, let's segue to the NBA playoffs. Yeah, no, let, let, well, let's do the <laughs> hockey. Let's do the hockey first since, since we started with it. Um, the second round, as we're recording this, is uh, virtually complete. Um, the favorites are still there. You know, Florida in the east, um, Colorado in the west, Calgary in the west. Uh, these teams are in there, and they're still competitive. Um, is it still going for the favorites? Has anything else kind of twisted? Where does Tampa fit into this whole thing, given that they are the two-time champions? Yeah, so, you know, getting a little bit of Tampa love on futures right now, Seth, but uh, it's everything is still kind of steady. I mean, even in that series against the Leafs, uh, that series price closed as pretty much a pick So it's, you know, Tampa did come in uh, as, I don't know, the Leafs had the home ice advantage, but according to the closing odds, you know, we expected that to be a very close series and it couldn't have gone much closer than it did. Um, looking to Colorado and Florida, I think what you're seeing so far or what you're seeing now is Colorado as the favorite, Florida just behind him when the series, uh, the playoffs started. Colorado really reinforced uh, in impressive fashion why they were the overall favorite, why they were minus 900 series price favorites against the Predators, because they just demolished them. They demolished them in four straight. It was the only series that had nothing compelling about it whatsoever, and that is why they are still the favorite at Bavada. I think what you're seeing... With the Panthers, uh, you know, they were, I think, plus 350 just behind uh, the Avalanche when the playoffs started. But they didn't look as impressive against the Cows. Or if nothing else, I should say they looked a little bit more mortal. What you're seeing now is a bit of a slowdown in bets coming in on Florida as a result. Uh, there's always going to be uh, you know, recency bias. Tampa is getting a little bit more love now. People are starting to remember that, oh, yeah, this team has won two Stanley Cups in a row and uh, brought back a lot of the players that were behind that success. So uh, it, it continues to be exciting. You know, we're, we're seeing great teams move on. And uh, I have to say, again, going back to just being a fan, I'm so happy for Connor McDavid because we, we just talked about Austin Matthews, right? And what we need to see him yeah. have that kind of playoff success. Connor McDavid needs to have that playoff success as well for his legacy because he is incredible. Whether you think he or, uh, you know, Matthews are the best player in the league, uh, you know, a lot of people in Toronto are biased on that question. I do think it's still technically McDavid, but I, I don't feel too passionately about it. I am so happy for him to get onto the second round like that and to see his uh, legacy take on that next level. And if it's Edmonton, Calgary, my goodness, what a series that's going to be. So again, as a fan, I'm just thrilled that we have so much good hockey left in front of us, even if my make-believes can't be a part of it. Make-believes, I love that name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah you know, it'll be interesting to see. I, I just, I'm still very compelled and uh, I, I just, it's a, it's a fantastic tournament and I don't even have a horse in the race. And, you know, as I've been trying to tell my kids who keep saying, uh, are we winning? We are not playing. My team has not been playing. We're playing golf. <laughs> yep. We're we're playing NHL 22, the video game. <laughs> That's okay. You got you. You guys are well rested for next year. A uh, couple things about the uh, the uh, the uh, coverage because uh, I know we have a lot of American listeners as well as Canadian listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, the coverage has been very maligned. Um, 
I am a huge supporter of a lot of what ESPN is doing. Uh, TNT is the superior broadcast. Uh, Kenny Albert, Ed Olchek, Keith Jones, they are far and away superior. Um, they're just fantastic. Um, Bryce Salvador from the Devils broadcast has been a great addition. Uh, that's been kind of cool. The ESPN broadcast, and I know a lot of people uh, have been down on this, but I am, I'm a fan of Leah Hextall. Uh, okay. I think she's great. I think that in the game against the King, the Kings and the Oilers in the first round, she was very maligned on social media. You know, her voice cracked a bunch and it was really loud and it was hard. And yeah, I mean, not everybody can be Gary Thorne. You know what I mean? Like not everybody can have that, that, that deep, deep, deep voice, you know, like I, I couldn't do it. You know, I, I knew at a very young age that play by play was not for me. Um, but I actually like her calling of games. I, I, I found it uh, very exciting. I remember there was a couple of times like I, I, I really, I watched a game because I knew she was doing it and I'm trying to get her on sports with friends. So um, I'm a huge supporter of Leah Hextall. I know that's been a big uh, issue, you know, with a lot of the chauvinist assholes on uh, social media and, <laughs> you know, let it, let it be done. PK Subban also is great in the studio. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me uh, i don't get a chance to watch too much of the yeah. u.s coverage i do flip back and forth uh, a little yeah, bit I just to kind of but uh it, it's it's what I, i'll tell you what i've really liked about the canadian side and th this is kind of yeah this is all this is you know nothing new for you guys especially in new jersey where you are seth where the sports betting is now being part of the broadcast a little bit talking about what the odds are in you so ontario uh, where, you know, CBC headquarters and Rogers Sportsnet, these are all the Canadian networks for folks listening uh, below, uh, south of the border. Uh, they've just started embracing sports betting a little bit more. And my buddy, Andy, just got a job on Hockey Night in Canada. So this is a guy that I've known for more than a decade. You know, Hockey Night in Canada, if you're a red-blooded Canadian, that is the show. That is what you spend your Saturday nights sure, uh, of doing. Course. And now he's on there talking sports betting for hockey night in Canada. He's there with Ron McLean. He's there with uh, yeah, yeah. all the other characters, Elliot Friedman. And so I, I think that's been cool to see that, uh, you know, hockey is not really one of those sports that people think about as much from a sports betting point of view. Um, NFL is King. NBA is huge. Even baseball, while not big from a sports betting point of view, it does have that money ball kind of uh, analytics. Uh, view. Hockey analytics is, it has come a long way, but it's still, kind of in the shadows a bit it's not as popular it's not as mainstream so to have you know the canadian networks and my buddy andy mcneil out there talking you know these kind of stats talking these kind of puck possession numbers uh I, it really has elevated the viewing experience at least up here in canada so uh, it's just been you know really the cherry on the sunday for what has been just mm, just excellent hockey coverage all right I, I all right. We, we, we can do this all day. Uh, it's, it's like a therapy session here. Mm -hmm. start, start, um, let's talk. We, we have two things we have to cover in the time we have remaining. Uh, the next round of the NBA playoffs, uh, they're going through. They are now at the conference final stage. That's like the final four for you non-NBA folks. Um, Golden State is there. Uh, Boston upset Milwaukee. Um, I know they had home home court advantage, but... Milwaukee's the defending champs. So we're going to have a new champion there. Um, Miami is still in the mix. What say you about the odds for the second round? Yeah, Seth, uh, what, what a great series that was between uh, 
the Celtics and the Bucks going seven games. Uh, the Celtics did have a home court advantage in that series, and that ultimately was the decider in the end. Um, yeah, we, we were talking about this beforehand, but uh, series can be good. Series can go seven games, but individual games can get out of hand. And as a result, uh, it, it, it's chess, right? You really, you know, if you know that you're down double digits late fourth quarter, there's not much to salvage in that one. It's about resting players. It's about surviving for tomorrow. And uh, I, I do think um, the way these teams have to attack each other in NBA is a little bit different than NHL. But uh, I'm really, really surprised and compelled to see how well the Celtics have done this postseason. You know, they knocked off the Nets, uh, whichever Nets were the favorite in the East prior to that. Uh, they've knocked off the Bucks, the defending champs, and they are now minus 170 favorites against the Miami Heat. So they are favored to go to the NBA finals now the Celtics team with the rookie head coach I I think it's been a fantastic run for them I don't think a lot of people took them that seriously heading into the playoffs and um, yeah they've been a joy to watch I've been a big Brad Stevens fan back when he was a coach Uh, now he's at the front office there I like Brad Stevens back when he was a butler Uh, I like smart people who do smart things Um, he they're an easy team to root for uh, you know, if you can, you know, get over the fact that they're from Boston, um, look, looking at, well, listen, I, I love Boston, the city, uh, Boston sports fans. I'm more lukewarm on, but, uh, you know, we could probably do a whole other show about that. Uh, and maybe that's just me being a hurting Leafs fan again, but, uh, no, um, and, and looking at the West, uh, it's been great in the West golden state, uh, you know, healthy again, a lot of people are looking at a team like them. And could this be their last run or right up there? And finally, we have uh, horses back. Um, you know, do the horses know it's a race? Well, not necessarily, but uh, we have the Preakness, the second leg of the Triple Crown. Uh, we do not have, we will not have a Triple Crown winner. The uh, long shot, uh, Rich Strike, who won the Kentucky Derby, is not racing in the Preakness uh, because he wants to get ready for the Belmont. Hey, listen. How can you argue with a horse? <laughs> well, listen, I've, I've always said the Kentucky Derby is the most overrated two minutes in sports, but perhaps uh, perhaps the Preakness this year will surpass that. Uh, not even having the winner of the Kentucky Derby compete definitely takes a lot of wind out of the sails. And uh, as a result, Seth, I know we will have just you know far less betting on this race. Uh, listen, I'll tune in. I'll be looking for action myself, but uh, there's going to be a lot less uh, fanfare around this one. Looking at the early odds, uh, these are posted as futures odds at Bavada right now because we don't know what gate, what horse will be in. And between now and next Saturday, uh, we also don't know if any other horses will drop out. But as it currently stands, uh, the favorite in this one, Seth, is Epicenter at plus 125. Epicenter was, of course, one of the favorite horses going into the Kentucky Derby, upset by Rich Strike. And uh, again, the fact that the winner has pulled out, Zandon will also not be in this race as well. I was laughing earlier when I was going through the names of some of these horses. And uh, I don't know if I got to throw a buck on this one or not. Skippy Longstocking. How do you like that? Skippy Longstocking. Great name. Great name 12, for a horse. 12 to 1 if you think uh, name matches success. But uh, yeah. So it's, you know, listen, uh, this betting will pick up, uh, obviously, as we get close to the race itself. But unfortunately, it's, it's tough for NBC. It's tough for the sports book when you don't have that race one winner come back and at least try and defend. Everybody loves the idea of the Triple Crown. You know, whether if, if you're not passionate about horse racing, uh, these are the two or three races that you follow each year, except for maybe the Breeders' Cup in the fall. So 
Uh, it's it's tough. It's unfortunate. And I think that's always the one thing that uh, it's, it's a great story when you have an 80 to one horse win the Kentucky Derby, but you kind of set yourself up right there for, okay, well, your storylines and your narratives are kind of done for the year already. Yeah. You know, and, and what happens as it goes, I mean, the information is just trickling in, you know, and, and that's, that's how this works without a clear cut. There is a favorite and there's always a favorite, but there isn't that slam dunk uh, and all that looking at potential history. And so I wonder, you know, does, do the numbers go down in a non, non triple, you know, if you take the triple crown element out of it, Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, you know, so once, uh, once Rich Strike got, uh, I guess, struck from uh, competing, uh, we did see Epicenter's odds drop down from plus 250 all the way down to plus 125. And of course, Zandon not being in the race as well uh, was pretty significant as that, you know, that horse would have gone head to head against Epicenter as favorite. But we, we can already see that the betting is slower for this one. Um, you know, we will, uh, as we, learn the gate positions uh, come early in the week, release the same usual amount of props, the head to heads, everything else to try and match our Kentucky Derby offering. But we know uh, it's just going to be a fraction of what we were able to get two weekends ago, unfortunately, as a result of there just not being this meaningful triple crown narrative. No, there, there isn't. And that's going to be part of the discussion. And, and, and that's part of the issue. Uh, you know, I don't, I, you know, I don't know what to say. Um, uh, because of the fact that, you know, every time you'd ever talk about the Preakness, it's can the Derby winner in the second one, and you take that out, out of it, what are we really accomplishing? Yeah, historically, you tend to see, um, you know, a pretty good uh, correlation between Kentucky Derby winner and Preakness winner, just because the track is similar. It's a similar race that's being run. And uh, Belmont is a little bit longer. So it's very difficult for a couple of reasons to win the triple crown because the last race is a longer one, but the Belmont also, you have new horses that are coming in that, uh, you know, maybe didn't compete in the first two. So it hasn't run as many races in as much time. It, it's, it's why it's so hard to win the triple crown, but it does feel like we did get a little bit cheated this year that we're not even getting a horse attempt to do the second crown. Kind of feel like uh, Clayton Kershaw being pulled after seven innings with a perfect game. All right, uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Bavada at Odds podcast. And again, uh, condolences to the Maple Leafs. Uh, that's that's the the storyline here. We had to take a moment and lament that uh, for 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 Patrick. Uh, Patrick's going to be coming to you from the North Pole next week um, as his <laughs> travels continue. It's going to be like in a Where's Waldo kind of thing. Oh, God. the exact opposite. I will be hiding out in the tropics next week from my uh, jungle compound. So. Uh... Yeah, but don't worry. There's podcast from there. We get great Wi-Fi in the jungle compound. That (laughs) that was the first thing we tested before we bought the place. Only Gilligan and the Skipper had the same thing. Well, you know, the show wouldn't have been as interesting if they could have got a hold of somebody back. Could you imagine if they had Wi-Fi? (laughs) They had that transistor radio. That was the best they could they 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 could get. Well, that's the old Seinfeld joke, right? Is that uh, nothing works in that show if they had cell phones with like data plants, right? Oh, that's that's another. Wow, two Seinfeld jokes in one show. That's oh, that's right, folks. We're keeping it fresh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time right here on the Bovada at Odds podcast. Take care, folks. <laughs>